Welcome to Bible Fellowship Assembly Sunday Morning Messages. Today, Phil Donaldson continues our series on lessons from life stories, looking at the life of Jonathan. And now, here's Phil. Continuing our series in Old Testament characters, this morning we come to the life of Jonathan to learn life lessons from him. The theme of our considerations of his life is being a great friend of the anointed king. There are many friendships in the Bible. How the people became friends is so varied. The Bible demonstrates the rich dimensions of their friendships for our learning. The friendship of Naomi and Ruth is one treasure we have studied already. This morning we have the friendship of David, the anointed king with the son Jonathan of the reigning King Saul. This story would have been very different if it were not for the friendships each of them had with the King of Kings and Lords of Lords. Let's look at the uh, way the Lord worked with these two friends throughout their most difficult of, of circumstances and situations. Let's build first uh, some of the foundations needed to help us think about the nature of friendships. We want to examine how great their friendship was and what weighed it great and what lessons we can learn in our friendships uh, as a result of looking at their lives together. A dimension uh, of uh, friendships is is, uh, enjoyment, uh, respect, understanding, trust, acceptance, assistance, confiding, availability and commitment. In the language of friendship, we need to look at the definition as well. A relationship of attraction between people. And here I'm excluding the dog lovers in our audience who thinks that their best friend is their dog. Uh, sorry about that. You're going to have to pay attention to the learnings, what we have for us between as between people. Now, the second pillar of, of uh, friendship is the connection context. We have uh, the context where friendships are found in families, in schools, in church, in neighborhoods, uh, at work, in sports teams, in different circumstances of life. Uh, And in our modern age, uh, some searching through social media uh, to to find their friendships. The third main pillar of friendships is uh, their balance and durability. Uh, how long will our friendship last? What makes for factors that make friendships a success? Some of them I've noted are mutual interest. They need to be abiding interests. Uh, we need to look at the give and take in the friendship. Uh, what their relative needs are as between the partners in the friendship. Uh, there has to be some kind of a match between strengths and weaknesses. There have to be objectives who are, that are somewhat aligned with each other. There needs to be shared values of uh, the way they deal with one another. And duration, of course, is a, is the objective, uh, at least to last the, the length of the time of the circum, that the circumstances allow and also our own objectives for the particular friendship. None of us have the outlier experience and context of friendship that David and Jonathan had. Uh, Our friendships uh, are usually in the 
fairly happy, have been in fairly happy situations. But in the case of David and Jonathan, they started in a, in a, in a friendship that was in the milieu of lots of war and battles and struggles for power and change in governments. And uh, over and above that, there were the fam- family dynamics, uh, particularly on Jonathan's side, who was son of King Saul. And that was a tremendously tense situation as it became uh, over time. Uh, Saul became rejected by God. He was an angry, jealous, and evil man. And his son Jonathan uh, was in the middle of that. Um, as we will see when he uh, formed the friendship uh, with David. The next uh, aspect of friendship and its language to understand is the progression of friendships. Uh, strange, uh, friendships begin with uh, looking at the level of strangers, and there's no friendship there, I don't even know you, uh, upwards to perhaps an acquaintance uh, where there's a repeated contract contact with some general sharing. There's casual friends with more frequent contact with because of there being some shared interests and activities. Uh, close friends. They, these are the friends who share similar ideals and values and, and uh, views of the world and so on. They have mutual interests and goals uh, that they strive together uh, to achieve. In language that we've heard uh, these days, uh, BMF or BFF friends uh, are seen mostly to be in this level of, of, of friendship when you examine them. In the uh, intimate friendship, these are the one, the friends who are committed to one another in caring and sharing and development of character, the highest degree of trust in one another, and usually it's a, a friendship of longevity question is where do we where do we think that the David and Jonathan uh, friendship lies I would suggest as we examine his their lives together that they were quite intimate friends uh, and uh, a very unique uh, relationship that we'll look at the reasons for later Uh, but they are in that class of friendships that are very few indeed when we think of even our own friends how many of our friendships have we had that really rose to that level uh, of progressively being better and better uh, friends. One little exercise I did, and you might want to do it for yourself, is uh, pick one of those uh, lines of progression categories. I chose the one of casual friends, and I was surprised at how many friends in this category I've had over the years up to, say, 21 or 22 when I first categorized them. Uh, in this in this area, it didn't take me long actually to get to about a thousand friends uh, that are in this category, and so that was jarred me a little bit to think of how many people have moved through our lives in this category. And of course, when we move to the closer friends, that number gets smaller, and intimate friends very few. But that that's an interesting little memory bank uh, thing to uh, to look at. Uh, in your own life history. In my case, uh, I had friendships that started, of course, in families, as m- most of ours do. Um, I had particularly close friendships with my brother Terry over the years. We were close in age and shared similar interests, stayed, lived together at university, and and have remained friends throughout our whole adult life. 
And of course, I wouldn't, uh, I'd like to comment on my, my own parents. Uh, they were parents when we were younger, of course, as their main role in our lives. But as time went on, uh, we became very good friends in sharing the, the work of the Lord together over all of these uh, many years and uh, very, very much a treasured friendship with very, with different dimensions between me and my mom and me and my dad. And of course, going through the f- progression of friendships through through lifetime, of course, I treasure the friendship that with, that I ha- continue to have with my best friend. I'm so happy that in our marriage, we are not just a, a married couple, but we are a, the most intimate and closeness close of closer friendship that we uh, could want to have. Of course, it all can always be improved, but that's uh, some examples of the of the friendship experiences. Uh, I've had the main focus I'd like us to take in our looking at friendship this morning is not going over the details of each of the lives and circumstances and stories of David and Jonathan. They are many, uh, but I want to focus and pick out from those uh, relationships the actions of God and the relationship of the individuals and their friendship uh, before God uh, as they move through their lives together. I first want to note that the uh, that God's role in in friendship is the um, how He prepares the gardens of friendship. Uh, Genesis chapter two and verse twenty. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found, and so God made a woman. And we know this story well. But I'm just using this uh, uh, beginning of creation to note how God had prepared a friendship for the two first created people, gender aside. Uh, they were the, brought together to be a company to one another, to have shared interests, and and they were given responsibilities and, and, and a context to uh, work together in the uh, within the framework of their friendship to do what God had asked them to do and be the kind of people together that God had founded them and designed them to be. The context for the Jonathan story, uh, just uh, as, as uh, an introduction to the two men that are before us here this morning, uh, we, we know the story of David quite well. On the, in the center of the slides is his conquering uh, Goliath, and uh, that happened in the valley in the picture of the left pagan. I had the privilege of visiting uh, there in one of our travels, and we had the, uh, I actually have a stone on my, uh, desk that I picked up from from there that would have been the kind of stone probably that David used uh, that fa- fatal day for Goliath. If times were different, so I would have, would have brought it into the chapel and handed it around to you so you could touch that very rock uh, uh, form that was used by the young shepherd boy. Uh, but the context for the Jonathan story uh, of David killing Goliath is a very focal point of what brought them together as friends. The overall context, uh, you can't read this chart on the right, I suspect, but uh, this occurs in the Bible. The story occurs in the Bible at the end of the prophets, prophets, uh, uh, sorry, the judges uh, governing of Israel, Samuel being the last of the judges who ruled Israel directly under God and his assistance to the, uh, to the judge. And the people, when Samuel was getting of old age, they rejected his sons because of their behaviors and because of the fact they wanted a king 
to rule over them like the nations around, and God granted them that request. And this all is uh, happening around uh, uh, the years of about 1000 uh, uh, BC in general terms. We'll look at more specifics of that later. Uh, the first of the kings being uh, Saul, who was uh, uh, the first king chosen by God and, and by Samuel. And uh, that, that uh, choice was interesting uh, to just put into perspective because it is, uh, he was the father uh, of Jonathan. Uh, near, near the, uh, uh, near the beginning of his, uh, uh, kingship, he was very much a man of God. He was empowered by the Spirit to, uh, to take on the mantle that, uh, Samuel had given to him. And he, he ha- did indeed have a very, uh, good, good start. The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you in power and you will prophesy with them. First Samuel chapter 10. You will be changed into a different person. God is with you. And Saul turned, uh, as he turned to leave Samuel, God changed Saul's heart and empowered him with all of the signs of a prophet uh, to affirm his uh, kingship. And that kingship was affirmed over several chapters. And uh, uh, he, he continued, he started well following God's leading and his commitment to the Lord to reign and have the heart of a king uh, subject to God. But very soon in his career, his power corrupted him and he, uh, he started to become disobedient to God. He became impatient with the Lord's instructions about burnt offerings. And not long after that, he had a second severe disobedience where his true heart uh, started to show through. He didn't uh, obey God's commands about uh, the disposition of plunders. Uh, when he, uh, when he, he was, uh, given them by God and he had a victory, but he didn't, uh, uh, put to death all of the, the people and animals that he was to do. And so he became rejected of God. Uh, so Jonathan's father started off well in the Lord, but he, he did not, uh, uh continue, uh, too well. Jonathan's faith, uh, was uh, very clear from the outset of what we of his stories. We learn that he was uh, very devoted to the Lord. He was a righteous man. He followed the Lord's uh, leading uh, very, uh, very, very all the, all of the time. He, an example from First uh, Samuel chapter fourteen at the Battle of Michmash, Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, "Come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised fellows. Perhaps the Lord." will act on our behalf. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. And that was the attitude that showed through in his in the very few stories we have of his working with uh, uh, in his responsibility as the king's son and active battles. Um, and he uh, he was always turning to the Lord, mentioning him in his uh, in his battles and looking to God for his his strength. At another battle, we see what his fame looked like. He was a very uh, powerful warrior. Uh, Jonathan attacked the Philistine outpost at Geba, and the Philistines heard about it. Then Saul had the trumpet blown throughout the land and said, let the he- Hebrews hear of his, uh, of his uh, battle battles being won. But here, the, uh, the, 
fact of his the nature of his dad's service as king to the lords starts to show up and and uh, uh, he knew the kingdom would not last god told him that samuel was involved in that and also he knew that the king would not be from saul's family but from a neighbor uh, a neighbor situation so when we see the uh, genealogy on the chart It's interesting that King Saul doesn't enter into the genealogy of Jesus. He was rejected by God because of the way the way his heart was understood by God. And uh, David was to become the king. David was called by Samuel, uh, as we as we know, and uh, we'll come to that in a moment. But uh, it was David's family uh, who became the lineage of of Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, yet to come. So we see the impact of the and the circumstance of Jonathan's father. We see his Jonathan's own faith. Uh, his fame was there and uh, partic- uh, contributed to the nature of the friendship with David. And all along through these stories, he knew his future was not to be what uh, it started out to be, where he would be the next uh, king to come. God continues to prepare the gardens for friendship in the life of David. Uh, and we'll go through that same sequence quickly in David's case for his father, his faith, his fame, and his future. Uh, David did not grow up in royalty. He grew up in a shepherd's family. And we know the story well. Uh, his father was a shepherd, and he had many, many boys uh, there to help him raise the raise the sheep. and. Uh, uh, tend, tend to the farms. Uh, David was endowed with uh, the, mu- the gift of music that uh, God instilled in his in his life, and we see that uh, with his uh, harp uh, coming to, into play in his relationship uh, with with the king, with King Saul. Uh, his, his father was uh, Jesse uh, from the lineage of uh, Boaz. And his father was the one who was approached by Samuel to call out his sons one by one to be examined by Samuel as to whether or not uh, this one or that one would be chosen. And you know the story well. One of the things that Samuel said was so instructive for all of us. The Lord does not look on appearance. He looks at the heart. And as Samuel was looking through each of those uh, Young man, he was looking for what the Lord was looking for. What is in the heart? What's in the inner man? And what kind of a king do we really need with the heart of the Lord uh, to be uh, a wise, powerful, and uh, obedient uh, uh, king uh, for the Lord? Very quickly, his his uh, faith was known. He was a man that relied on God. We see that in the David and Goliath story. Uh, we see that he was a man who was equipped by God to learn the challenges of being a shepherd in the desert. And he learned the uh, uh, the use of a sling to ultimately be involved in the uh, first of wild animals, but later in the uh, death of Goliath and so on. He became famous because of this battling the Philistines when he was a young boy. And he became famous early on in the kingdom of Saul as he uh, did the bidding of Saul. Uh, to to uh, Saul's Saul's advantage. 
his future, he knew early on that he was right at the beginning of the story. He he was called by uh, by Samuel, called by the Lord to become king, but that didn't happen for uh, quite some number of years. And that's the context in which we come to the story of their of their friendship. Uh, one of the things I was looking at was the uh, uh, the the ages of uh, between J- Jonathan and David. I always thought of them as being roughly around the same age, but when you delve into that. Uh, as the uh, uh, next slide shows, the friendship began when Jonathan was around 40 or so, and David was around 15, a very young man, when they became friends in the palace. Uh, and uh, um, for, for that uh, for that age difference, it's not a friendship that we usually envisage. It was almost started as a mentor and younger man in the family palace and. Uh, and in the uh, co-activities in war, uh, but it ended up uh, quickly to becoming a very close friendship uh, between one another, mutual respect, and for all of those those reasons. As the Lord as the Lord said, do not consider his appearance or height. The Lord looks at the heart. When you look at the heart of Jonathan, he was spiritually minded. He was righteous before the Lord. Uh, he was loyal to God. Uh, not to the power and position of his father. He was a mighty warrior under God on every occasion. Uh, David, uh, Jonathan would have heard about David and David would have heard about Jonathan. And when they came together, it was an instant kind of a friendship that formed. And uh, notably for Jonathan, he accepted the Lord's judgment on his dad and he stepped aside in the favor of what God wanted in his life as an evidence of the kind of heart that he had. The heart of David was like-minded, very much so with Jonathan, uh, in terms of his faith, in terms of his uh, warrior skills, in terms of his obedience to the Lord's call at every turn, and uh, each one relying heavily on the purpose of God and his and his purpose for them individually and for the nation and how they uh, subjected themselves to that. So God prepares the garden for friendship for both David and Jonathan along. Uh, very similar lines. Just one slide on this next aspect of God's working with friendships, how he frames them. And he frames them through uh, three things I'd like to note in there in the lives of these two men. They were enlightened by God. They were endowed by him to serve with their various talents and their various uh, gifts. And they were empowered to overcome even in the, uh, in their friendship, even in the most difficult of personal circumstances and in the context of very difficult culture and, and in the, the uh, problems of the nation of Israel and their hearts at the time. God also, but God fosters friendships through covenant bonds. And as we look through their various stories and phases of their friendship, uh, it started off as a, on, a, on the basis of a covenant. And I, I mean that in the sense of not just a, being a vow but a vow with a sense of God's covenant in mind. First Samuel 18, verse 1, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and they made a covenant together. They had sharing of, uh, of uh, armament and, and sword of Jonathan he gave to young David, and uh, they, they made this very serious vow uh, together. And it was such an impressive aspect to their friendship that held this friendship uh, together for so many years, even in the most difficult of, of, of times. God also 
fosters friendships through protection from external forces. Uh, King Saul became a very uh, uh, troubled man. Uh, the Lord allowed an evil spirit to come into him. Uh, Saul was very jealous and angry with David's fame and his capabilities and uh, and uh, who he was and tried to uh, kill him on, on many different occasions. At the beginning, we can see that uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 9, 19, uh, verse 1, uh, they, they had an incident with the, with the, with the father Saul and the, their friendship continued through that. Jonathan became one spirit in David and loved him as, as himself in first Samuel chapter 18 and verse one. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did, did not let him return to his father's house and, uh, made, took off a robe he was wearing, gave it uh, to David along with his tunic. That's an elaboration of what we had just covered. But that, uh, friendship, uh, had, had a good be, beginning in the, in the covenant, but very quickly became uh, an angry and, and, uh, and, uh, killing of, wanting to kill by Saul of David. First Samuel chapter 19 and verse one, uh, Saul told his son Jonathan and all the attendants to kill David, but Jonathan was very fond of David, stood up to his father and, uh, warned David to uh, leave and keep away from his father uh, because he was trying to trying to kill him and uh, so that that happened uh, in a way that God was protecting both of them and their friendship to to uh, to survive through this and ultimately be contributory to their the ultimate purposes of God for the change of the uh, kingship so Jonathan rescued him in their friendship at that time, and David was brought back in to the family with uh, Saul as before. But that didn't last long and brings us to the next uh, aspect of God fostering friendships in spite of enduring and powerful threats. And this is where the friendships become the friendship becomes so impressive. I've enclosed a map of how far that David traveled with Saul in pursuit of him, and, and he continued to try and uh, kill him and uh, as time went on he tried to hide these these uh, chases away from Jonathan uh, but Jonathan got wind of them at different times to help uh, uh, David along the way uh, David fled from, from in first Samuel chapter 20 and verse 1 uh, fled from Saul and tried to get away from him and uh, Jonathan and David had an interchange there that uh, was very indicative of their friendship. Jonathan says, may the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David saying, may the Lord call David's enemies to account, which of course included his own father. And Jonathan made David reaffirm his oath out of love for him because he loved him as himself. Then they kissed each other, wept together, but David wept the most. And Jonathan said to David, go in peace, for we have sworn friendship with each other in the name of the Lord, saying, the Lord is witness between you and me and between your descendants and my descendants forever. Then David left and Jonathan went back to town. So God fosters friendships in spite of enduring and powerful threats uh, with the, the, uh, the friendship being protected by God in the middle of this, this uh, very difficult situation of uh, King Saul and he 
he fostered that friendship through the strength of covenant purpose. On yet another occasion at Harmesh, I think it is, uh, David uh, continued in the desert while Saul was pursuing him. And uh, Saul's son, Jonathan, came to him again. And uh, the reason I emphasize this story is uh, almost like the last story was uh, the words, Saul's son, Jonathan, went to David there and he helped him to find strength in God. So if we look at the nature of a very close and intimate friendship in God, we see this strengthening in God, not just pals who get together for a a game in sports, but they get together to help one another in God, to strengthen one another in him and to help one another to uh, in their in their friendship, honor him and bring each other closer to him. Uh, And he tells uh, Jonathan tells David, not to be afraid. Uh, He knows he will be second to him. He didn't know he was going to die at that point. And even my father Saul knows this. In spite of Saul's knowledge, it revealed his heart where he was continuing to thwart the plans of God and continue as king. Uh, But uh, the Lord's purpose would ultimately be fulfilled, as we know. But through that, God fosters friendships through the strength of covenant purpose together. That applies to you and to me and our friendships and our relationships with our brothers and sisters in the Lord to hold up one another's hands to find strength in God. Such a beautiful challenge for each of us. And then at the end of it, uh, God allows the loss of friendships to rescue and to redeem. This is a very difficult thing for all of us when we look back through all of the friendships we have had. These friendships were only for a time. and some of us have grieved very, very much when at the loss of one of our friends, one of our close friends, either through death or through some other circumstance of life. But God allows these. And our response is yes to grieve, yes to to be sorry that it's over, but ultimately to remember that God's purpose is always to do good uh, for us and for his purposes. And we see in the in the verse that or verses that are on the slide of uh, David's lament that he wrote when he lost his good friend. You can take the time to read that yourself. It's a very touching expression of grief at a loss of friend, but uh, and a comfort that came uh, from God himself as he recognized that God's purposes were being done such the nation of it, such that the nation of Israel uh, would be uh, rescued and redeemed by a king with the heart of God working and leading them forward uh, in their in their relationships with the God of heaven. And so and when we look at ourselves, that's our purpose, to have the kind of friendships out of the kind of hearts that God wants in us uh, to uh, use for his glory and for his and his purposes and for our own enjoyment as well, of course. So God prepares the gardens of friendship. He frames friendship. He fosters them. And we need in our friendships and life as people come our way to look at them in the context of God's purpose for them that he has given us for a season. We are given them to become to become good Christian friends together uh, and non-Christians as well for God's purposes. Uh, but recognizing that this is for for a period of time, that also helps us to frame what we do in our friendships to know that this is for eternity 
and our steps in there uh, towards eternity may be short in duration for friend, great friendships. Uh, but he uh, allows loss that we need to keep in mind for the ultimate gain of his kingdom for now and for eternity. Uh, the closing challenge for us is, am I a great friend of the almighty king? Am I the kind of fr friend that has Jesus as the uh, most intimate of our friendships? John 15 and 15, Jesus called us to no longer be servants, but to be a servant who knows his master's business, know his covenant purposes. He calls us to be friends for everything that he learned from his father, he made known uh, to us. And first John 411, John, the apostle John writes, dear friends, since God so loved us, we should also love one another. This was the priority of God's purpose for us in the, in our relationships with uh, friendships all along that progression of friendships uh, to be exhibitors of God's love for us shining through us and touching our relationships with our own heart first and with our uh, friends flowing from that so that they would uh, also be strengthened in God and we are to do that together. So may God bless our these thoughts about lessons from the lives of Jonathan and David and may our hearts continue to uh, become and framed uh, in the uh, with the kind of heart from God that allows us to do his work uh, in and according to his purposes in our lives. May God bless us together, we pray in his name. Amen. Thank you for listening. Come back next week for the next Sunday morning message from Bible Fellowship Assembly. Visit us on the web at bfa.church where you will find our physical address and contact information. We'd love to see you if you're in the Timmins area, or drop us a line at info at bfa.church. Until next time. <laughs>